Alright guys, welcome to episode 151 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Miracle. We talk about Soul, American Fiction, The Iron Claw, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, uh, Mean Girls, the musical, the movie, the not-so-good movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Terminator 2 Judgment Day, talk about Street Fighter 6, Tekken 8, the Oscar nominations, and then we spent an unreasonably amount, <laughs> unreasonably long amount of time trying to piece together a, a movie that it may or may not be sad, is probably sad, but maybe fake or, or haunted. Or, or, yeah, or, yeah, it's actually <laughs> sad or a horror movie. We're not sure, <laughs> but but first. What have you been watching lately? What have you been catching up on? Um, yeah, so we had a little bit of a like a one week break, so we had to um, <clears throat> push back recording. So I had a chance to watch even more things. I have a bunch of movies. Um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. So I'll do uh, two, and then we can go back and forth, and I'll, I'll do three, and then we can go back and forth. But okay. um, the um, the first three I saw were um, Miracle. Okay. Um, so the first one's Miracle, and it's a hockey movie from 2003. Do you remember that movie at all? Kurt it's got like Kurt Russell. Yep. Yeah. I think I saw yeah, that in so theaters I... in 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, like a teen. It's like a, it's, it's like an old-fashioned Disney sports movie. Like, yeah. They don't make those anymore. They used to. Um, they used to that one in, like, The Golden Arm and, like, The Rookie. Remember that one where, like, Dennis Quaid was, like, 100 years old and he was playing baseball or some shit? Yeah. Um, uh, this one my dad brought me to because this is the... This is uh this is the one based on the actual hockey team, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the Lake Placid team, the nineteen eighty one, the gold medal one. Yep. Um, and so the movie's just it, it's basic, you know, just cookie cutter. Like you know, they don't believe in us. We're gonna condition you, and then, you know, the coach is tough but fair, and the, the team rallies around their hatred of him to beat the Russians. And um, so the movie's fine. I think that the highlight of the movie, I think, are the hockey scenes. I think they're filmed in a really great way, and I think. This is, you know, 2003 film. I guess, actually, I think it came out in 2004, filmed in 2003. So, you know, back in those days, yes, they had handheld cameras and they had steady cams and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had, they were on film. And so, like, you know, you had to load up the film. And if you were on, like, a steady cam, you had to be, you know, on a, skating with a giant steady cam rig and film. And you have to switch it out. Whereas nowadays, you know, it's all digital, so now you just have a camera, or you can even get a very small D, uh, DS, DSL, DLR, whatever right. the cameras are, um, and you just get out there and record and record and record. So um, it's interesting. I mean, the, those hockey sequences are great, and there's some really awesome ones where you know you go from one end and you're just following a guy, and it's like you're like in the action. So that's pretty cool. And also, for what it's um, worth, uh, another reason the hockey scenes are probably great is they uh, they're real hockey players. That's <laughs> the oh yeah, mm-hmm. they cast right. like real hockey players as opposed to. Um, actors and told them to learn how to skate exactly it's like the, the classic uh you know armageddon bit you know we're, we're they're we're gonna teach miners how to be astronauts instead of teaching astronauts how to be miners right right um so that's uh um miracle uh good time 
Um, and then the next one I watched was uh, another rewatch, another Disney rewatch. I watched Soul, the movie, the Pixar movie mm-hmm. from 2020. Um, and they actually, so this one's interesting because Disney, you know, they, they dropped, um, they were, in 2020, they were trying to get uh, Disney Plus going. And so they mm-hmm. released three Pixar movies back to back to back. And I think I, I talked about all of them on here. Um, Soul, uh, Luca, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and Turning Red was the one that, that I just thought was not, I guess, inde- I guess indefensible in terms of releasing it on there because they released it was supposed to come out in March 2022 mm-hmm. in theaters and they just dropped it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure they were successful in the brand, but what ended up happening is that they diluted the Pixar brand, and so now people just expect them to be on Disney Plus. Right. Um, and uh, but anyway, so then this year and at the end of last year they were like. We're gonna make it up. We're gonna come out, watch Soul, watch Luca, watch uh, Turning Red back in theaters. We're gonna, you know, put them in theaters for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so they announced that one day, and that was the extent of their marketing. <laughs> they literally did not mention that ever again in a tweet or anything ever again. No posters, nothing. Literally, the only reason I knew is because when the the announcement first came out, I just went ahead and put Soul like on a Friday, just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, that'll remind me to buy tickets. Right. But I was like, I'm sure they'll promote it, but they never did. And so I went to see Soul, and it's it, it's fantastic, right? Like, it, it looks great on the big screen. Um, one thing that I did notice this time that was kind of interesting that I didn't notice when I watched Home, watching at home, is that it's pretty obvious, or it's it's more obvious than in other animated movies that they use like different lines from different recordings. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. So like, t- Tina Fey is a character, and so she'll be like talking, and then she'll sound like this. She'll be like, "I don't want to go over there. There's bugs over there." Right. Right. And there's like a little bit of a staticky sometimes, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I never, I've never realized that before in a Pixar movie. And I've never, and I, I didn't notice it when I watched it at home, and it, it happens a few times, and I think it's just with Tina Fey, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing they must have been filming during COVID, and she must have been, you know, filming, you know, recording it at home, and, you know, nobody has the tech audio that somebody like Pixar does. Right. And so that's interesting. But the movie's fantastic. It's still, I think, one of the best movies they've had since, like, probably their best movie since Toy Story 3, so, what, 14 years ago? So. Damn. Yeah, so all it's right, great. Um, if you've never seen it before, it, it's really great. And it's it's actually kind of short. Um, I was surprised. It, it was like, um, I checked my watch right when we were about to go in at 2.15 and we came out at 3.45. Like, it's almost like an hour and a half mm-hmm. uh, flat. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's Soul. And then I think the next one up is Luca in March, I want to say. And then Turning Red in April, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's Soul. And the last movie I'll talk about here in the, in the, um, my first section, um, is, uh, American Fiction. So, have you heard of this movie at all? Uh, it has, I don't know this dude's name. Uh, he's in the, the, uh, Hunger Games movies. Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah okay. I mm-hmm. know he's, like, the main character, probably. I think he's on the yeah. poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 so fine. He gets a, a, a starring role, and you know he's you're right. He's in Hunger Games. He's in the James Bond movies. He's kind of like he's one. He's in a bunch of Wes Anderson movies. He's like, uh, is oh, he? Who's that guy? Is he a fucking uh, Killian Murphy? Where like he just never was like the guy in a movie, and then finally got mm-hmm. one recently. Like he, yeah, he was mm-hmm. always like a well known like important side character in all of his movies. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like a guy who, like, he, you know, he's been working for 30, 40 years, 
and it finally, you know, he finally got a, a starring role. And I'm sure he starred in other smaller movies, but it's nice to have one, you know, now. Mm-hmm. And so the movie is about a writer who, he's a, a black writer, and he's he's written a lot of novels, but he's, you know, he's like struggling, and he's, you know, just kind of making it, making it by, and he gets this idea from, like, another uh, black writer um, that she writes a book that's very, like, heavy on stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like about uh, gangbanging and pregnant women and stuff. And, you know, and then all of the um, white audience, they eat it up. And so he's like, well, you know, I could do that. And so he writes this book when he's drunk one day that's, like, you know, about this escaped prison guy. And he's gangbanging and he shot it. He killed a dad and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then he sells it as a joke and they actually buy it, right? And it becomes this thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, like... Um, what's like a movie about like that's like this where it's like uh, it's like a facade right it's like fake right? like uh, okay ma- alright maybe I'm uh, reading into it incorrectly okay I see what you're saying though yeah yeah so it's like it's like people are like well, who is this mysterious writer who's writing this bestseller and he's just like oh my god I can't believe you know people like this crap mm-hmm. that kind of thing um, oh uh, and... it's like it's like how people talk up uh, the like behind the scenes of uh, the first Trump presidency, where they like the talk was that like he was just kind of doing it for like publicity, and then it turned out that he actually won. Like, yes, oh, exactly. Man. And so it sort of <laughs> I, yeah, mm-hmm. and so he kind of like takes off, and he's like, "Well, fuck, I'm too late now, right?" Exactly. Yeah. And um, so the movie's great, and it's really funny. Like it's a, it's, a, it's actually like it's a comedy, and it does have some dramatic parts. There's, it's it is heavy, but I would say it's a comedy first, then a drama second. It's the kind of stuff that like Woody Allen used to make. Or even Judd Apatow, um, you know, maybe not as outwardly comedic as as his movies, right? Um, and the movie, so that, but that main hook, right? That hook of like this black writer who's made this fake book. That's only like forty percent of the story. The other sixty percent is like his family drama, but it's not stuffy. It's not boring. It's like genuinely like heartfelt emotional stuff, like the stuff that you like. You're following along. You're like, wow. It's like um, it's like this is us, right? Like I don't know if you ever watched that show. But it's like okay. drama, but it's not melodrama. Like it's right. not like sappy. Like oh my god, they killed this guy. Oh, I'm pregnant. You know, like that. It's yeah. like genuine stuff. Like him figuring out stuff with his parents and with his brother, who's you know figuring stuff about uh, himself. And um, and Jeffrey Wright's great. I think he was nominated for an Oscar uh, this week for, for best lead actor, and I think he's great. And he does the exact same thing that Nicolas Cage does in the Dream Scenario movie, where he is a bit of a loser, but he's an asshole sometimes. But you still root for him, and when he's being an asshole, you don't like him, right? But right. you never—he never loses you. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So when he's being an asshole, you're like, dude, you're being a fucking dick. Right? It, it, but then in the next scene, when the best way to describe it would be like, a, um, dude, get your shit together. Like, like you want him to see, but like not the way he is now. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You, you need to get your shit together. Like, I want, I want you to succeed, but not like this. <laughs> Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and and same thing. It's like a Woody Allen protagonist. You know, it's like uh, there's uh, even um, the movie, the Judd Apatow movie, knocked up. You know, it is comedic and it is goofy. But there are scenes where he's a slacker. And then um, what's her name? Uh, Catherine Heigl. Heigl. She like discovers that he hasn't been as responsible as he could have. And you go, dude, like we like you, but come on, man. Right. Like. He says, he's like, I'm going to read the baby books. And then she sees that, she discovers that they're under the sink in a bag still one day, like two right. months later. And um, 
And so it's like that, right? And so he does, and, and that, like, just like Nicolas Cage, is very fucking hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because he could have easily, when he goes, man, fuck, when he, when he has, like, a scene where he lashes out or he's angry, you go, man, fuck this guy. Like, why am I, you know, why do I, just because he's the protagonist, right? But right. he never loses you, even when he's being, right, he's being a jerk and, like, people rightfully call him out for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but uh, yeah, it's American fiction. It's a, like two hours, nominated for a bunch of Oscars, which we'll talk about later. Um, funny, like you know, if you find yourself being like, "Oh, it was nominated for Best Picture," or I, I think yeah, it was, it was nominated for Best Picture. You're not. It, this isn't Maestro, right? This isn't homework. This is right. an actually really fun, like actual like. Is that they, they don't make like they they don't make them like these anymore? Like twenty years ago, you know, back in like ninety seven, this would have made one hundred and fifty million dollars, and right, you know, all the Oscars. Right. Um, now but, it comes uh, out yeah, to yeah. very little fanfare. Exactly right. Right. It has to be like pushed and and you know um, advertised and be like, please watch this movie. It's actually really good. I promise. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, American Fiction. Those are the first three um, things that I that I watched. Uh, but uh, yeah, what have you been getting into? So, um, I mentioned starting uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, mm-hmm. I finished that. Well, I'm caught up on that. Um, it's currently at two seasons and a movie. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I'm starting to realize is like kind of more common than I thought. Uh, in terms of like the last two or three of these uh, anime mm-hmm. I've watched have had like a couple seasons and a movie, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I didn't realize this is what we were doing now. Um, but anyway, and are those are those movies like Dragon Ball Z? Like, are they no. not canon, or they are? No, they are. Um, okay. The like the so there was the Demon Slayer one that was like, you know, the movie, and then also they released it as like episodes in a season, um, but it was very clearly a movie, um, and it is important. Uh, you. I don't think you could continue watching without watching the movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other one was. There was another one recently. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and now this one. And mm-hmm. this one. This one, I'm not sure. Um, mm. Because the movie would be the most recent thing. And the best way right. I, can, I, I can explain it is... Um, actually, yeah, no, you probably need it. So it is a prequel to the first mm-hmm. two seasons um but mm. it is centered around a character that appears at the end of the second season like he shows up out of nowhere and you're mm-hmm. like who the fuck is this guy and it's mm-hmm. like the movie is his story and how he ties into everything and mm, okay but you also mm-hmm. get like one significant bit of information about like a guy who may or may not be the main villain um so like okay Ultimately, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that anybody's gonna watch it. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's this guy who's like the main villain, and you learn that he is being, uh, we'll say, blackmailed, controlled, possessed, one of those, right? Mm-hmm. And you, in this, you see, uh, like the last time you see this person before he ends up in that situation. So. Like, I don't know that it's going to matter because we already know that he is either, he, he is being controlled in some manner. Um, we already know that. So, like, it's not a surprise to know that the thing you had before. So, I don't know exactly how much it's going to tie in, but it is some background information, if that makes sense. Could be super mm-hmm. important. 
could be just, you know, flavor. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, and I think it's are, very clearly canon, if that makes sense. It's not like a crazy thing that the, like doesn't happen again, but it may not be that important to watch to go forward. But I won't know until, you know, I see where their story is going. Right, right. And um, you said there's two seasons, so when does the third one come out? I have no idea. Um, let's see. If I could type, this would probably be easier. Um, uh, there is no season three was officially announced uh, twenty days ago. So oh, okay. my guess is nice. my guess is either season two ended very recently or the movie like just came out, and I just that just happens to be when I started watching it. Um, uh, okay, so it'll be a few years probably, right? Uh, yeah, I'd never fucking... Or are they up. pretty quick? I, I have no fucking idea with these things. Because, like, some mm. of them are quick. Like, some shows, they put out seasons, like, super quickly. And then others, like, Attack on Titan, which was wildly successful and popular, like, took, like, five years between seasons one time. And it's like, I, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, it just depends, I guess, mm-hmm. on uh, re- probably the studio that animates it, how... We talked about, like, the drawing time, like, the pencil miles or whatever. The oh, fuck yeah, call yeah. It. So, could just be with how in-depth they're trying to go with any of that stuff. It kind of determines it. But, um, I'm really not sure on this one. Uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah. So, it might be a minute. But, either way, uh, the one thing I will say, um, it does, it does a fucking, uh, Breaking Bad thing, which is not gonna sound like it makes sense so you have season one and then you Mm -hmm. have season two and like you know the bad guys show up in season one obviously and then they're like they're in season two but the part that i'm gonna say is like breaking bad is that this shit i think there's 24 episodes a season there's 30 minute episodes well like 20 minute episodes Mm -hmm. um bro fucking like i feel like halfway through season two maybe um a little earlier than that this shit just goes off like a bullet like it is just flying through like it shit is like there's no breaks you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we're full fucking throttle shit is happening non-stop you're not getting any of the fucking stuff that dragon ball z is famous for you know you get goku powering up for four episodes while other people right, talk right, right. and do shit elsewhere none of that bro we're we're going in and there are characters that seem to be very important that are just getting fucking murdered and i'm like i don't know what's going on <laughs> like, where is this story going from here um it's wild uh so you know it luckily there's like quite a few characters that seem like they're going to be important but there were i was surprised i was very surprised with how things were going near the end and i was like like i had the thoughts like is this shit just two seasons and i don't know like in my head i was like is this movie just the end like i'm gonna get two seasons is it gonna wrap up yeah yeah. because that's how it looked and then uh and then you know this guy shows up and you're like oh um the one thing I will say though is it's not like a it's not like a Frieza cell androids thing. Like it's not just like he's a new bad guy. He seems to be, you know what I mean, right. like important to the plot without just being an extension. Um, but either way, very good. All the action sequences are fucking great. Um, they are great in the way, that, like they're the way they're choreographed. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like like the animation is whatever. I mean, it's not bad, but like right. 
that's not the part that makes you go, oh, shit. So, like, in Demon Slayer, some of the, like, visual... Like, there are spots in Demon Slayer where if I paused it, you could see it and you'd be like, that's dope looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is less of that. It's more just, like, the way mm-hmm. it's... The chore- yeah, the, cor- the way it's choreographed. Um, mm, kind of like the... Um, I, I sent you, like, a Transformers uh, fight scene that... Um on Twitter, but it was like, they, it was like, just like a cartoon, and it was like, everybody was praising it, they were like, damn, this choreography's crazy for a Transformers show? Like, that's nuts. Yeah. And then, um, somebody said that it was storyboarded by the guy who did the, uh, Adam Eve in between seasons. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right, that's Invincible right. Invincible special. And then, like, not for nothing, you also sent the one, uh, the Iron Man one, where it was oh, Iron yes, Man yeah, Gendy, 3, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two. two where mm-hmm. he, he, like, does the, he does, like, a cool laser spin and kills a bunch of them, and it's like, Mm-hmm. choreographed well and it's like oh yeah that's because we got uh gandy tartakovsky mm-hmm. yeah uh either way they they got that guy and it's like yeah this shit doesn't happen by accident like you have to have people exactly, that are talented right. um mm-hmm. doing it and like this is the same thing clearly they've got people that are great at this and that's what they're doing um so yeah i would i mean if anybody's into anime that i think it's worth watching um when you log into crunch crunchy roll it's like one of the top five like most popular ones right now because it's like pretty new mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. quality so um but yeah really good um also like there's just a lot of unique shit i guess like the one one character has the ability to just swap places with someone mm-hmm. and like that fight scene is fucking incredible mm. because like that's pretty cool yeah yeah good yeah i was gonna say yeah it, it sounds like there's like a fight scene like that in the marvels the one that just came out last year where you just go, like, I, they did it, and there's an early action scene where they do it, and they're, like, different places, and then I'm just like, fuck, how do they even... Because that's with three people. Three people are changing spots all, all, yeah, all the Yeah, so it's this one. So it's like, it's oh this God, one. It's, it's three people, one bad guy, two good guys, and then one of them... One of them, when he claps his hands, he swaps places with someone, and, mm-hmm. like, first the villain thinks that, like, he can just swap places, like... He can swap places with one of the two people, and then, like, he, that's all he's doing. And then, like, midway through, he claps his hands. And then, like, the two other people switch places. He's like, holy shit, he doesn't have to be involved. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be Mm -hmm. him. And then, like, something else happens, and he switches with, like, an animal. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, what what is he able to switch with? And so, like, it just keeps... The dopest, though, is he goes to clap... He claps his hands, and he thinks it's a switch. And he's like, oh, I can just clap my hands. Like, I don't have to switch. And then the dude, like, punches him in the back. I was like, that's like, mm-hmm. it's little things like that that are like, if if you told someone that like to switch places, a guy claps his hands. It it's so simple, but like when it's mm-hmm. choreographed well, it's such a cool idea, despite how simple it is. Um, exactly, and like, um, you have to be like, all right, now they're over here, and at the same time that they're over there, we have basically have to have like three stories going on at the same time, right? To make sure that it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, what's great is he calls it Boogie Woogie. Um, it's like, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, um, that show's great. Definitely great action scenes if you're into that. Uh, definitely check it out. Cool. cool. Alright, you, what else you got? Yeah, um, I'll do uh, three more movies. Um, I did, so I went to see The Iron Claw. Um, have you heard of this one? This yes, one with the, the wrestling. Yeah, the... Mm-hmm, about the Von Erichs. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was talking to my dad about it. He was like, um, he said something and I was like, I heard that like the actual people this is based on were like crazy people. This was before he saw the documentary. Um, mm-hmm. he was like, 
Yeah. Uh, he was like, one of them lost his leg and continued to wrestle. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind, bro. No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was Intercontinental Champion after that. <laughs> that's that's nuts. What yeah. are you doing? And they show him, like, training and he's, like, fumbling over and he's like, oh. And he's like, I hurts. I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's nuts. And so... So do you like do you know the story? Do you know what happens to them? Do you know like like the 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 curse? Like, no, what? not 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 exactly. Ah, okay, okay. So then, um, but uh, I won't I won't get into it. Then I won't spoil it. But uh, the movie's great. Um, I think it's I liked it about as much as American Fiction, but it's not quite the same movie. It's a lot. It 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 looks and feels just like a simple base, like classic. Like, well-made movie, right? Like, there's nothing flashy. There's a couple of camera moves here and there in the ring. Um, but for the most part, it's just like... Um, I'm trying to think of a movie that's like this, like a sports movie. But, uh, but it, yeah, there's, it just looks old, you know, not old-fashioned and boring, but like, like just like, there's that like little graininess to the film. And... Um, Hoosiers? Yeah, like I said... Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, like Hoosiers, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Per, yeah. Miracle? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, um, Zach Efron plays the, the main brother, I mean, it's an ensemble, but he's like the main guy, mm-hmm. um, and he is fantastic in it, and I don't get, I don't, I'm not quite sure why A24, the distributor, didn't make a bigger push to make this, like, an Oscar player, um, they released it on Christmas Day, which is kind of a downer for Christmas Day, but it's made a lot of money, and it's, and, and it's, it's got good, like, um, Public buzz, like word of mouth. Right. And it keeps holding well weekend to weekend. And I don't understand why they didn't release it maybe like over Thanksgiving or just after and like give it like a big like Oscar push because I think it's got everything that the Oscar people love. Like there's tragedy, but there's triumph and there's great performances all around. Um, so I don't quite know why they didn't because he could have easily been nominated for Best Actor. I think he's great. He plays... He, the, the main brother is the least um, sort of... Um, I don't want to say outspoken, but I don't want to say like uh, less, least energetic, right? He's right. The, he's the, he's the soft spoken one, but not stoic. I think that is so important because you can see so much in his face and, and like in his eyes, and he, sometimes his dad will say something, and you can see that he's just been like fucking like kicked in the nuts when he says that, right? Like just right. like defeated, but he doesn't go, damn, that hurt my feelings, or, or and, and also it's not just like I wonder what he's feeling. I mean, he's just kind of quiet, right? You can see everything, and that's I think um, really great by Efron because, like I said, you know he's like this meat fucking boulder man. And he could have easily just been like, like, oh no, you know, like a, like you know, like sort of like a stereotypical like jock character, but uh, but it's not. He's got a lot of humanity and he's got a lot of emotion, right? Uh, just in his face. Um, but uh, yeah, I won't I won't spoil what happens in the in the story. I will say you know it does get sad here and there, but I think it's a great story about uh, like a family and the family bond, and then also what happens when the fucking dad is a lunatic uh, that pushes. Uh, his son's too hard. Um, oh, so King and same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, except except not inspirational because that uh, one yeah, is fair like, enough. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, fair it, enough. She yeah. became the best, like the best women's tennis player of all it, time. It's I get the exactly. feeling this doesn't end quite so well. Uh-huh. So you know, whiplash is in the middle. That's on one end, and this is on the other end, right? right. Where um, whiplash, I think maybe whiplash is a little closer to this one, but it definitely makes some points about talent and how it needs to be shaped. And this one, it's like, here's what happens when that goes awry and you just, it's just the fucking worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's Iron Claw. The same thing with American fiction, two hours, 
in and out, or not in and out in saying that it's uh, light or um, sort of disposable, but just in and out in that it's, it tells a story. It's not a big epic. It's not short. Like, it's not just like this this little uh, sort of, you know, disposable thing. It, it, it's, a, it's a meaty, meat and potatoes American movie that I think, I think most people would like it. I don't. Th- I don't see anybody who would like it. Some people might be, be like, "Dang, that was too sad for me." But I don't think they would ever say it wasn't worth it. So I definitely recommend um, the Iron Claw. I would say it's in the same sort of you know. Even though American Fiction got like four or five nominations, I think it's just as good. And if A twenty four had gotten their fucking shit together, I think it would have been um, right there in the mix. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's that. And then, then uh, before the next we move one, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second front. So this is what I like. I don't know. Uh, but basically, like, what? What happened to him? What? Like, what? I see that it says that he says he broke his jaw, but I feel like this man had some work. Done. Oh, Zach Efron. Yeah, on his. I feel like he had some work done on his face. Yeah, um, I think it was. A, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think. I think he has said before that around the Baywatch time, he made that Baywatch movie with um, The Rock. The Rock. I think he was dealing with a lot of body dysmorphia, where he just wanted, he just wanted to get bigger, jacked, mm-hmm. stronger, you know, keep pushing, pushing, right. and then it, and then he was like, my face, I got, you know, and then that eventually bleeds into people who like women, right? Yeah. Who get you know the the lips, and I mean, um, so um, I, I the t- girl who you're about to say Starlight, yeah, Starlight, okay, yes. so that one came around. So this, I I totally get body dysmorphia as a thing. Like I'm not downplaying that at all. But anytime I ever see any pictures like this, like her. Like Zach Efron, all I can think of is the fucking Bill Burr bit. Do you know what I'm talking about when he talks about the plastic mm-hmm. surgery? He's like, no, he's talking. This is like an older special. He's talking about the plastic mm-hmm. surgery, and he's like, um, fuck, I can't remember if he's he's either originally talking about the plastic surgery and he moves on to hair transplants or starts with hair transplants and moves on. But he's basically saying like, like you, he's like, I'm just gonna wait it out. He's like, because these people jump on the, like, plastic surgery, like, when it first comes out. And he's like, look, you can look like a 40-year-old or, like, 45-year-old woman, or you can look like a 26-year-old lizard. And, like, he's just talking about, like, the very first people that got, like, plastic surgery on their face, like, it, like, did not go well. And, like, hair mm-hmm. transplants used to be really shitty. And he was just going oh, yeah, off on yeah. that. He's like, nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till they get this shit sorted out. Because right now, you can either look like a 50-year-old woman or you can look like a 26-year-old lizard. And it kills me right, every exactly. time. <laughs> and, yeah, you can be able to see the, you can be able to see the little uh, the black dots in the hair. Remember that? <laughs> right. You look like a, like a doll. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, can, now it looks great. Or you could just call us Boozer. Yeah, exactly. Just hold up a ruler and your just... Head, bro. And then do you know, do it on your face? Put it over your lips. <laughs> and you just look like a, I love like a that you thought he was going to get away with that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. But, right, uh, also, with all this technology, how hair transplants look good. Like you said, shout out to Jason Winton and um, you know a handful of other people, like Elon Musk and uh, fucking other people. As much as Elon Musk sucks, uh, but. What does that mean for fucking LeBron who continues to, like, get hair and lose <laughs> I, hair? Like, dog, what are you doing? I, I don't understand. He should have just just let it go, man. He should have let it go in 2010. Like, it looks fine. I think the... the I get Maybe he doesn't want to look like D-Roy Lindo, but, like, it, it's fine. Like, just shave <laughs> and get the big beard. Uh, look up... Yeah. Uh, D-Roy... Lindo? Lindo? Delroy Lindo? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Delroy. Oh, sorry. oh, oh, yep. No, that's okay. Yeah, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just let it go, LeBron. You know, you just get the big beard, and that looks awesome. You look like a like a badass. I don't know why he keeps running that. And did you see that one where he's like he's like rubbing his head, or he's uh, he's, he's brushing, uh, brushing his, his, hair, his hair, but there's nothing. He just <laughs> there's nothing. Like you're setting up. You're setting yourself up for jokes, okay? right? Like, come like, on, dog. Here's the thing: when you grab that brush and decided to bring it out to the like, you had to know. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like Bron James. Everybody has microscope on has a microscope on everything you've ever done since you were 18. Like, but like, they were gonna make jokes. But again, hair transplants are so good now. What is wrong? With... Yeah, get the who's, who's in, the cheap guy? He's going to. He's going to it, some dude. He's, he's LeBron James. He's got a lifetime contract with Nike. He's in fucking Blaze Pizza. That's like super. He's got more money than God. And he's apparently going to some dude in the back alley behind a dumpster for his hair transplant. Like, I just don't understand. He got this raccoon here. He's like, okay, let's do it. It's the um, only thing I haven't tried. <laughs> Sorry, my friend. We're out of stock. We don't have human hair. We got raccoon hair. We've genetically modified mice. And uh, we can pull the hair follicles, put them into yours. Don't know if it's going to work. Sure, let's try it. Badger hair will cost extra. I'm sorry. Um, but it, yeah, it makes no sense because like, so yeah, we'll joke on, you know, we'll crack jokes on him from here. But if like somebody comes up to him in person and be like, dang, that looks whack. You know, even if it's a good one, what are they, he'll just do what? Tell you to kill yourself? Like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, move on. Um, but, um, what are we talking about? Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, so Zach in front, I do feel like, I do think, yeah, I think he probably got something and it just compounded for him and it's just, um, but that being said, I think. He, he, I was worried going into it that it would be like, oh no, like he, his face isn't gonna emote during this movie. But he, dude, he's there and like, oh yeah, when you said like he's not just stoic and you can see the emotion in his face, that's the other thing that made me think of it. Is I was like, oh shit, so maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think he just looks different than he used to. Right. I think he looks, he looks like Mickey Rourke, right? Like he, you know, that's, Mickey Rourke used to be. That's terrible. But yes. Natural, classy looking, beautiful man. And then he got a bunch of plastic surgery. But he, and then he, he looks like he him. does in The Wrestler. <laughs> in The Wrestler. But then, you know, in The Wrestler, he emotes and he should have won Best Actor for that movie. Right? Yeah. He's crying. He's acting his ass off in the movie. That's like one of my favorite performances ever. Um, but, you know, he looks like Mickey Rourke. So that scene in the it. grocery store is fucking like, that shit's so, I don't know, like stressful, tense. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? Like. Oh, when he starts when he when he's when he, at the end the second one where he's like um, he's like the cutting the cutting the meat yeah, 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 yeah. that first one's so good yeah. right because it, it it the way it's edited is so good it's like takes place over two or three minutes but it starts off he's a very quiet right yeah. and then just that natural by the end he's like hey meat ladies for the meat lady go long go and he like yeah. throws the meat and stuff yeah yeah I need to rewatch the wrestler that's a great one um but uh, yes yeah, so that's the Iron Claw uh, not as good as the wrestler but up there with like that. And I I think it's so interesting. Well, before I wrap up there, I think it's so interesting, and then I'll I'll go by my next one pretty quickly. But I think it's so interesting watching this with somebody who isn't a wrestling fan or who doesn't know, like, like you you, you know like like you don't watch wrestling, but you know like key fa- key five right like right key right, fa- right like it's you, you if somebody comes to you and it's like oh the, you know it. In the movie, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna—he's the number one contender," and he's like, "But wait, isn't it fake?" If somebody, but, but, if somebody saw John Cena on the street, he would need to act like he's maintaining beef with whoever he is in the exactly. And to me, that makes movie. right. That makes sense to me, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess because I grew up with it, it just clicks. It's yeah. like it's wrestling. Oh no, they're getting into a fight, or like, oh, he's the number one contender. It's like, wait, it's fake. But I'm like, yeah, good. But he's like the number one contender because like 
it's off of vibes, right? You just kind of right. go off of like, you know, who's, what, what do they call it? He's, um, it's not like hot in the crowd. It's like, um, he's over. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he's, he's over. putting somebody yep, over. Yep. He's got a lot of heat. I forget what he's, he, he, um, when they got a lot of buzz, I, I forget the word they use. And so I went to see it with, um, with Sydney and she was like, I don't get it. Like what? Like, wait, I'm like, it's just interesting watching it with somebody who doesn't, who didn't grow up with it. And so the, the, that idea of like, it's fake, but it's real. It's like LARPing, right? Yeah. But like, well, to me, it's like, I don't know. Like, uh, it, to me, it's just an actor who does their own stunts. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Exactly. It's, it's their, the writing and creating. It's like, a show, just like any TV show you watch, except, you know, when the protagonist decides he's going to powerbomb someone through a table, this guy's actually doing it. Instead of the stunt double mm-hmm. coming in and taking a weird camera angle so you can't tell who it is. Like, that's Right, right. It's like the ultimate reality TV show, right? Where, like, these people who are on these reality TV shows, they're, like, heightened versions of themselves, but mm-hmm. then it just carries out throughout. Yeah. Like, sometimes... Like The Rock. Like when I see The Rock, I don't go, that's Dwayne Johnson, he's playing The Rock. Or when he is The Rock, I don't go, oh, he's in that persona. I go, oh, he's on he's on a wrestling show, so that side gets to come out. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just it's just interesting how, like, my brain has just made peace with that. Yeah. It's like, that's just, like, <laughs> right. right. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that's the end call. And the next one, um, Mean Girls. I want to see the Mean Girls musical. And this one was a disappointment for me because even though I was excited for it, um, I've seen the first one, dude. Um, yeah, I feel like you talk about that movie a lot, or mention it a lot. A hundred times, <laughs> easily. I've seen Mean Girls a hundred times. All right, what have you seen more? Mean Girls or The Matrix? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> probably the same, dude. That, Mean Girls, The Matrix, and Spider-Man 2002 are probably, like, my three most, like, watched movies. In Godzilla. Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably, actually dude honestly it's one of those things where like i watched it so many times as a kid that it probably i'm just now catching up to the times i watched it <laughs> right um but the fucking as it, was it matthew broderick matthew broderick <laughs> right exactly exactly it's my most movie. watched movie of all time <laughs> matthew broderick exactly. somewhere like what the fuck why <laughs> i loved you and you you loved me in in first bueller and the producers no Godzilla, 1998, Roland Emmerich. He was like, I forgot I did that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you said it's a lot of fish? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one is a disappointment because, so I've seen that first one, like I said, a hundred times, right? So it's 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 kind of like how I've said before about The Matrix or Die Hard, where like, uh, if I were to sit down and somebody puts a fucking gun in my head and says, tell me that whole movie from start to finish, I could probably get like 85% of it. Okay. Um, like line readings, sequences, scenes, like music cues, like sounds, like it, it's like ingrained into my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went into this one because I'd seen the show on Broadway a couple years ago, and I was like, that was fun. You know, it brought it, it changed it a little bit, but it was still sort of that same through line story. And for this one, it, 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 every single person who plays an old character just falls flat. They say these iconic lines, you know, like, get in, loser, going shopping, or, you know, uh, that's fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. And every time that they say them, it sounds like, like... Oh, like brother, just, this guy Exactly, they dead. just go them. Like, they they don't try to give them their own pizzazz. They just go, stop trying to make fetch happen. And it's like, oh, God. It's the ultimate, you know, we got Mean Girls at home. Right, <laughs> right. 
Um, and so that was a disappointment. The musical parts are, are fun. They're fine. But it's clear. So this movie was supposed to go to Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the uh, Pixar movies. But then at the last second, they were like, let's just put it in theaters. We'll make some money. And and it, it, it did make some money. It, it made fine. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. So, you know, that gamble paid off. But you can tell because, like, they have, like, all of the musical sequences are, like, at a high school. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Uh, and there's a scene in the first in the first movie where they're like, um... Uh, they, there's a scene in the first one where they go to a mall, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're, and then they, you know, it's like yeah, all the kids are acting like zoo animals. It's it's the real world, like right? it's the jungle of the real world. They just do that one at the high school. You go, okay, cool. And then they, they're like another one where a girl comes to the realization of something, doing it at the high school, and it's like, oh, okay, so you guys really didn't have money for this, huh? Okay, <laughs> all right, cool. Y'all built like one set. Exactly. It's like the budget was the fucking the super bad bit where he's like seven bucks. It's like, <laughs> um, but so yeah, they got the same budget for that movie that the Last of Us got for that one episode where they had to burn the neighborhood down or whatever. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that whole, that one episode was the whole budget of this movie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so then I they're like, you know, we're paying, we can pay you in in Paramount Plus subscriptions. It's like okay, fine. <laughs> Um, and also all the bite is just completely taken out of the movie, right? Like any kind of joke that had any kind of wit or, or, or sort of any sort of teeth. razor sharpness, teeth, anything is just stripped, dude. It's just neutered. It's just like, there's no, um, sort of like, you know, commentary on how people talk on how, how young people talk mm-hmm. and interact with each other. It's just, nope. It's like, we all get along. So th- even then they're like, Regina George, she's so evil. I'm like, you, she hasn't done a single evil fucking thing. Right. <laughs> like, Oh, she's the bad girl. Oh, everybody wants her. I'm like, she is I'm not getting any of this from the movie. Um, <laughs> We're, but, uh, yes, that's me. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take your word for it. Movie. It's like, okay. It's like, Oh, look at her. She's the, she's the queen bee. Everybody bows to her. And I'm like, why like, <laughs> she's just kind of like show me the people they, bowing because i exactly <laughs> are the people bowing to her in this room with us right now <laughs> <laughs> it's the one sitting in the corner they have no idea that she's the <laughs> <laughs> you're right we don't your screenplay sucks um but it's a big disappointment dude big disappointment because i l- I, I, I love the musical. I love the original movie. Like I fucking like I. It, it just um, and it, it and super last thing I'll say about it. It's the real difference between somebody who is an actor in a movie and somebody who's a movie star, right? Because okay. Rachel McAdams is in the first one and she just says lines and she goes like, "So you agree? You think you're really pretty?" And it's like, mm, "Knife right into your fucking ribs." And this girl goes, "Oh, you think you're really pretty?" I'm like, "Oh, congratulations! On oh, cut <laughs> under the next scene. Okay, cool." So, all right, your name's in the credits. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> all right, here's your SAG after card. Now you can get health insurance for the year. Thank you. Don't forget caterings outside. It's lobster today. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Bro, lobster um, shell for lobster, bro. That the the budget on this. Oh no, I mean, I mean the like, budget uh, on this like movie, cut... they had fucking six inch subway sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, what's it called? The truck, the food truck, the cousin Maine's uh, lobster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We have soft pretzels outside. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring your own salt. So it's salty. <laughs> 
Oh god! I just imagine it's just a box of frozen pretzels, and you have to put it in the fucking microwave yourself. Uh, just imagine the Terrence Howard clip where he's like, "Do you need some money?" And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so, um, but yeah, that's the next batch. And then, um, but yeah, what else have you been watching? And I'll do the last two real quick. After. By, the, by the way, have we mm-hmm. have we talked about how Terrence Howard is like just absolutely batshit insane? No, uh, well, just the like I I don't know much about him. All I know is I see the the, the clips of him from like Twitter, from like that Bro. or that clip from Empire where they're all humming. Bro, you know, so do you know day. anything about Terryology, bro? No, uh-uh. Oh my Bro. Terryology. All right. <laughs> oh god, let me see if I can find Yeah, okay. So Terryology is his math that he's created. It's the true universal math because math currently is incorrect. Um, and the basis of his math is that one times one equals two, not one. <laughs> and you think I'm fucking joking, bro. He's posted, like, uh-huh. what he thinks are, like, long mathematical proofs and theories about it. Like, he's he has done lectures at, like, he's tried so fucking hard. If you ever, also, have you seen the drones he made? Mm-mm. Bro, he made these drones that are just fucking hexagons, bro. And he's like, he's selling them to some nation in like Africa. And he's like, these drones will be able to network because they have the same shape as a hydrogen molecule, which means they have unlimited connectivity. And like, we can use them to create a defense grid. We can use them to harvest crops. We can end world hunger. Like, uh, shut the fuck up. Bro, you're a psychopath. And then if you see a video of the drone, it's literally just like one drone that flies. Like just just like any other drone. Except it's worse because the shape of it makes it unwieldy to use. Um, and I remember when I was looking this up, there were people... <laughs> Reddit, like it popped up on Reddit and I was like reading about it. And they were like, oh, like go look at this. And it, it was people in a drone specific subreddit where like they were like, yeah, fucking Terrence Howard was here like trying to figure this shit out. And we kept telling him it was stupid. And <laughs> he just went through it anyways. So apparently Terrence Howard for his giant fucking idea was like on Reddit. And everyone was like, nah, this is dumb. Like, stop. And he was like, nah, I, I got it. <laughs> I think I just I Googled it. I think I saw the paper and it's just like a bunch of like a college paper looks. And it's like... One times, you know, one like you said, one times one equals two. Bro, there's a there's an interview where he's talking about it, and it's just, it's insane. He's talking about like alternate realities, um, that are like parallel. Taking I, this motherfucker's out of his mind. <laughs> this dude like played a character on Empire, and is also like thinks he's the most brilliant mathematical mind of all time. And one times one actually equals two. It's it's just wild. Um, if you ever get a chance, it's a great laugh. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> The other thing I've been doing uh, is I started up another anime, um, Chainsaw Man. This one, I'm, I don't know about this one. Like, I'm, I'm probably, it's not mm. bad. I'm not going to skip it. Um, but it's like. Is this a new one? Like, I, I feel like this is like a, like, not, well, not a, like, you know, like, they're all new, but I'm seeing like, like a new. Yeah, yeah. This one's new, new. Yeah. Franchise or IP or something. Yeah. This one's, like I said, this one's new, new. Um, let's see. Yeah. There's only one season. Um, 
we're getting, uh, <laughs> bro, I looked up Chainsaw Man Season 2. Uh, the first thing that pops up, in a slight shock, it appears Chainsaw Man Season 2 is not happening. But instead, we're getting a Chainsaw Man movie. Bro, they're just, uh, motherfuckers are going <laughs> in on movies now, bro. <laughs> Demon Slayer popped off with that one that made some money. And they're like, bro, we're doing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Like, it's going to work for all of us. It has to, right? Right. So this one's like it. It's it's just not as good, um, but it's also. I don't know that it's trying to be. It's very unserious. Um, mm-hmm. So, so the the best way I can explain this is like, your the main character is a guy that's like, basically been a fucking orphan his whole life, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like sixteen at this point, and he's like. Been, been homeless and just like been a hitman for like chump change because a yakuza guy was the first one that found him whatever you know what i'm saying like that's that's the general idea and like he's so he, he knows like nothing about life like he's just trying to make it from one meal to the next blah 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 and so like he ends up in this situation he gets picked up into an organization that has like an actual job you know what i mean like it it's going to pay well it's prestigious kind of um very big dealish like big picture big dealish um, but like every, all these people have like their personal vendettas for why they're doing the thing they're doing. Um, and like their revenge, blah, blah, blah. And like his whole thing is, he's just like, I just want to stay alive, enjoy good food and like get with women. That's like, that's like his whole, like everyone's, <laughs> you think I'm fucking joking, bro. Like he's like this people routinely motivate him to do things like this. This one girl's like. If you're able to kill this guy, then I'll give you a kiss. He's like, yeah! And, like, goes in just like, <laughs> his fucking mind. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not as good, but also it's not, it's like, you can't make an anime like that and not realize that it's ridiculous. So it has to be on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, two chains lines are ridiculous. I, he has to be in on it. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. why would you, uh, dick so hard to make a metal detector go off? You, you're in on the joke. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. So that's what this is. It's, it's. It's in on the joke. Um, some of the animation is... It's weird. It's uh, it's like cell-shaded <laughs> CGI in parts. Uh, it's, mm. it's It looks crazy in the action scenes. Like, like in it, it's... It's just unique. So I'm willing to, like, give it... Like, I think we talked about this with, like, uh, Spider-Verse, right? Like, the difference was Spider-Verse is incredible, anim- incredibly animated. Um, whereas, I'm not saying this is bad. But, we were, like, you know, points for even trying to do something that isn't the Pixar formula. So, that's, that's where this is at for me, right? Like, it's not... I don't know that it's amazing, but, like, props to you for, like, doing it in a unique way and taking a swing. So, it's like, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll check it out, so... Um, that's where I'm at with this. Pretty good. Don't, definitely don't go out of your way to watch it. Mm, okay. Okay. So just kind of like, seven out of ten, like just like, not bad, six, of course. Six like, and a half. Or six. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird. I don't know why that half point means something to me, but like, six and a half sounds, sounds more correct than seven. It's like when we talk, uh, back, <laughs> back when it was 16 games. Like eleven and five and twelve and four feel very different. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's only and one game. It's like no, that's that's no, it's different. Like, exactly. Now that's kind of broken. Like now I see you know twelve and five and I'm like mm, that doesn't. 
Yeah. It doesn't look the same. So I, or like even like I think it but what's funny is I think I think 13 and 4 feels incredible to me. So I think the lower loss number was more important than the bigger win number. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yes. 12 yeah, and 4 yeah. feels like 13 and 4, but 12 and 5 still feels like 11 and 5. You know what I mean? So like the yes. one extra win yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's just about exactly. the lack of yeah. losses. Exactly. I feel the same way. Yeah. So so uh, um, so yeah. Uh six and a half out of ten. So far. Cool, could cool. could change. I'm not super far into it, but six and a half out of yeah. ten. Alright, cool, cool. Alright, so what you got? Yeah, the last two things I'll go through um real quick. Um I got a chance to watch Terminator Two at uh, the Carolina Theater downtown Raleigh. They do like a retro series, so they have this one and I think they have like Empire Strikes Back, the Star Wars movie in a couple months, Jurassic Park over the summer. Um, but this was, I think, one of the first ones this year. Um, you've seen Terminator 2, right? Like, uh, oh. actually, no. Ooh, never seen, oh, it's, um, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I I've it, heard it's great, and I know a lot about it, because it's great, so everybody talks about it, and I'm not, like, you know, upset about any spoiler mm-hmm. that may or may not happen, because I probably know it, but, you know what I mean, like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, the movie holds up. Great, right? I think it's like I missed the boat. It, like, it, like in my head, I'm just like, I'm sure it's great. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going back to it, but I'm like, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you definitely should because I think it's not. It looks great. It holds up great. The action's great. Um, the special effects look awesome, which is kind of crazy because they're what thirty three years old. Like the CGI looks. I mean, not perfect, but it holds up for what the movie asks of it, which is kind of fucking insane mm-hmm. um and the action's awesome and arnold's awesome in it um can't really say anything that people haven't said before but yeah it's fun to see on a big screen with a crowd um sydney had seen it before um and yeah i think yeah i, I, mean, I can't think of much else to say about it definitely check it out if you haven't seen it if you're listening to this and never seen terminator 2 it's a good time um I think now at this point, I, and, I, and I, this is another one that I've seen a bunch of times, maybe not as much, but I remember seeing it as a kid. Like, it's probably one of my first movies I ever saw. So, it was nice to finally catch it um, on the big screen. And like I said, I kind of, if, I, if, I never, if I've never seen a movie before on the big screen in a the theater, I try to make my way to it or, like, go out of the way to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's Terminator 2, Judgment Day, James Cameron, like, like just one of the best, like some of the best action sequences uh, ever put to film. And then the last it's movie so is wild movie... to me anytime these names come up because, like, I know this shouldn't be a shock, but like, it just like James Cameron just did Avatar two, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yeah, Terminator two or the Titanic, James Cameron. I'm like, God, this dude's been fucking putting out hits for so long. Like, exactly. Like you Aliens. just expect the motherfucker to fall off. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, sorry. Like Terminator, or you know, uh, the Terminator, then Aliens, Terminator Two, True Lies, Titanic, uh, Avatar One, Avatar Two. Oh, uh, The Abyss. That's the only I've seen all of his other movies except The Abyss. So I need to watch that one um, whenever it comes out on Blu-ray. Um, that's my last one, and then I've watched all of them. But uh, since so the last movie is All of Us Strangers, it's a movie. Uh, it's a drama. It's um, uh. It's it's pretty good. It's about a guy who's a writer and uh, he's gay and he goes. He's in London, but then he. This is where the movie kind of lost me. <laughs> Not lost me, but where I was like the pause. Like, okay, eh. 
Well, because I don't know how to kind of how to describe it. So he goes back to his his home, like his childhood home, and his parents are there. But his parents are there at the age when he was twelve, right? Okay. And it's sort of like a mental exercise. Like, what would you tell your parents as an adult now that you would tell them when they were your age then, right? Like, like if you, you're you're thirty one now or thirty or thirty one, what would you tell your parents? When they were 30 or 31. And that's pretty much the whole setup of the movie. It's sort of like magical realism. It's it's kind of like that movie um, Midnight in Paris. Where uh, Owen Wilson just went back in time to 1920s Paris. Just by walking around the city. Yeah. But it's it's not. You're not meant to be like. Well, how do the rules work? Why is that? You say, it's just like an exercise to meet fucking Ernest Hemingway. And talk about love and, and art and stuff. Right? Right. And so that's this one. Um... Do you think you're not probably not going to watch it? Well, no. I would say don't watch it because yeah. there's like so many movies to watch it before. So, okay, I'm going to try and keep it short. So, the whole movie that's spoiler alert if you're going to watch all of a stranger, skip ahead like a minute or two. So, all the movie he's talking to his parents, right? And I'm on board and I'm like, oh, damn, you know, he's telling them he's gay and they're like, oh. I, that takes a lot of work, but I'm making it work in my mind. And you go, cool, catharsis. You are breaking through trauma. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he the whole time he's been um, seeing this guy who he just he meets at the beginning of the movie, um, and then you know they they fall in love and they make love and they go out and they you know they they have a great you know they they begin their relationship, right? And so then at the end he says goodbye to his parents. It's like a you can't be here forever. Oh, thank you so much for teaching me everything. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And so you think, okay, cool, this guy broke through his trauma. He's been fucking lonely his whole life. He's about to go home, and with the love of his life, maybe if it's not, they're going to try and build a better world together, a better life together. Right. And, and then he goes back home, and it turns out that the guy has been dead this whole time, and he's been seeing, like, the ver- uh, like a... I don't know if it's a ghost. Like, is it a? It's a ghost. It's it, it's a ghost. Like the version main character of the has guy? been dead the whole time. No, the main character's been seeing his boyfriend. The the new guy he just met. The new, new guy, guy he just been, met is dead. Is 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 he? No, he's definitely dead. But the character we've been seeing is maybe not dead. Okay, I'm so. And so, and so the whole time I'm like. Okay, 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 okay. I was on Sydney. I was like, her, her and I were both very confused because we were like, I'm okay, confused okay. right now, even though you're explaining. <laughs> It makes both like okay, okay, it makes no sense because like okay. All right, so, so so which guy is dead? The boyfriend, not the main character. The boyfriend. The, he finds his body in his apartment, but then, but then I'm like, wait, okay, okay. <laughs> so the people he's been seeing, but then I was telling Sydney, I was like, then, so he's not been. They're not figments of his imagination. He's not been sort of because he's a writer, right? You see him write something early on, so you go, okay, so maybe he's writing them. To sort of work through his uh, childhood trauma, right? right. Like as an exercise. So then you go, okay, so it's not that. So they've been ghosts this whole time. Okay, so... This is the sixth sense, bro? M. Night so I, I, talked to, yeah, I told my friend Eddie, I was like, it's like the sixth sense, except at the end, you know, Bruce Willis, you find out he's a ghost, and then you find out that the friend is also a ghost. So it's a hat <laughs> on a hat. So then you're like, wait, so then why... So then, So then they've been ghosts this whole time. When he goes home, so he, when he sees when he goes home to his childhood home and he sees them there, what is he doing? Is he just walking around by himself and he's just talking to himself, or are the ghosts there? But it's not a ghost movie. It's it, it. I just wish the movie would have would have been like. So, hold on. So he goes back and he finds his his what he thought was his boyfriend. 
Wait, was it his boyfriend? Like, like, all right. We're, no, we're... no. Okay, oh so, dude, God, so that's no. the thing. So that's the thing is that so at the beginning of the movie, the very beginning of the movie, they both live in an apartment complex that's brand new. Like it's like one of those sky rise, right. high rises. And and um. But they've already been living together, right? Like they know each other already. No, no, no. So, so, so what happens is, um, the there's a fire alarm, and they both leave, and they see each other. Oh, hey. hey. And then uh, the lonely guy, the main character, he goes back home, upstairs to his apartment, and the other guy comes up to his room, and he's drunk. He's got tequila. He's got a whiskey bottle. And he's like, hey, you know, you can come in, keep you company, even if you don't want to do anything. You know, I just, she's kind of lonely here. And the main character, he's so traumatized and lonely and, like, fucking trauma. He's like, oh, I, I just can't. I'm sorry. And he closes the door. Okay. At that point, that guy went downstairs, drank himself to death. But then the whole movie... So then, in the movie, early in the movie, so then after that scene, he sees the guy again, and he's like, "Hey, you want to come up and have a drink?" And they have like this whole conversation, and they smoke weed, and they like make love, and they're hanging out, and they go out and have drinks. And I'm like, "What does him being dead add to the story?" That's what I was. That's what I was telling Sydney. I was like, "It doesn't add anything because the whole movie is this guy who is is so fucking broken and sad." Because his parents died when they were... Well, his parents died when he was young, but they also didn't know he was gay, right? And so he was bullied because he was gay and because he was an orphan. So he's basically like this stunted man, right? All right, hold on. The dead the dead boyfriend, when he's in his house talking to his parents who are now his age, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. retro parents. Is yeah. the dead boyfriend there also? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. No. Okay. He's just back in, in London in the high rise. Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dead, right? Exactly. And so then, but it just makes it. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna keep it light because I don't want to drag on this movie because the performances are good. But then, like it, the ending just soured it so much for me, dude. Because the whole movie, you know, he's talking to his parents and they're like, "I'm sorry, we didn't tell you we loved you." And he's like, "I'm sorry, you know, I was very lonely." And he's like, "Can I hug you now?" And he's like, "Yes." Oh, right. And and you're seeing this, and you go, "Maybe they're ghosts. Maybe he's making this up." You know, God, you know, maybe he's having a, uh, what's it called? A psychotic break, but maybe it's healthy because he needs some work through this. Some sort of therapeutic, cathartic, yeah. Exactly. And there's a scene in the diner and they say goodbye to each other, right? And he goes, I love you so much. And he's like eating and he wipes away tears and then he walks away and he walk, he goes back home and you're thinking he's going to, because they had a little bit of, not a falling out, but they had a little like argument, a little spat. And then you think he's in the diner. Who had an argument, a little spat? The, The boyfriend's. The the guy the had an argument the spat with his boyfriend, uh, AD after death. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. But we didn't know that because that's the right. Place right. But so, what the fuck? So he, so he goes home. So you so have an arguments with imaginary people, bro. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm like, I'm telling Sydney, I'm like, okay, I imagined that he was gonna go back home and he was gonna say, hey, look, I'm sorry, I'm changed, and wrap up his arc, right? Not in like a cheesy way, but just in like a simple. Let's put our best foot forward. Right. I am a better man than I used to be. I am ready to not be lonely in this world anymore. And the movie goes, psych, ghost boyfriend. He's been dead the whole time. And it's like, why? Then you just leave the leave the theater being like, this guy made this breakthrough. And now he's traumatized again because he, <laughs> right. because he had sex with a ghost. Is he going to go drink himself to death? Exactly. Did he, Dude, it's like, <laughs> Sir, did you fuck this dead body <laughs> You know that picture of the black lady holding up Kevin Hart and she's like pointing at the guy like you know what I'm talking about? But he's like I Kevin Hart's like I don't know if I do. It's, 
just look up like Kevin Hart being held up or like Kevin Hart uh, lady meme. Um, it's like, let me see. Oh yeah, okay. She's pointing at someone yeah. else. And Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Stay back. Exactly. That's I'm the lady holding up Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is the main actor in the in the movie, and the the white lady is the movie itself. Being like, <laughs> this movie is just mean to you, man. Like, like cruel, right? Because the actor is so good, and you feel so much for this guy who lost his parents, and he gets this ghost parents see them and have this emotional transformation, and the movie goes psych. Bitch, ghost boyfriend, and it's like, and everybody I've seen to, I, well before it was like, oh my god, it's such a sad movie. It's incredible. It's a devastating one, and I'm like, yeah, because the movie kicks the main character while he's down. Like, of course we're gonna feel for him. Uh, why? Why did he have to be dead? I just, it, it adds nothing for him to be dead. You know what? Nothing. You know what? You know what it reminds me of, and I don't know why it reminds me of it. It's I think it's just the sheer like out of left fieldness of it. But like mm-hmm. when that stupid fucking like joke video, I feel like it's like ten seconds long, where he's like, and what's worse than a rapist and he turns it and it says child child rapist he's like a child (laughs) no (laughs) exactly what's what's worse what's worse than having trauma from your parents a dead boyfriend like what the dead boyfriend trauma and i'm like oh my god why Why?" yeah what's what's worse than having a fractured relationship with your boyfriend the last time you spoke to him if he was dead but not like he died like it's he died not knowing you. Right. He, right. Yeah, like, you didn't have the argument with him, left, met your parent, had the breakthrough, and you come back to find out that he died while you were gone. No. The whole thing's fake. Exactly. It, <laughs> Nothing that happens in this movie is real. It's, it's, it's mean. It's dead all, fake boyfriend, telling... dead fake parents, dead fake, like, just fucking, nothing happened. This movie, right. nothing happened. My man was asleep, woke up. That's the whole fucking movie. And he saw some ghosts. And I was telling Sydney, I was like, okay, Sydney, let's say, for argument's sake, let's just let's just put a pin on ghosts, right? Let's say it's not ghosts, right? Right. Because he's a writer, and they actually literally show him typing out, like, uh, 1987, uh, London suburb exterior. And so you go, oh, okay, so, not ghost, right? Not Wait, ghost. so the thing they show he was writing is not even anything that could possibly be construed as, like, present day? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like, is it clearly a fictional story that he's typing? But, yeah, yeah. So, right. but, but we don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, let's put a pin on that it's ghost. Let's say that it's him making it up in his mind right. as an exercise. Let's say that it's voluntary, right? Right, he's like just he's trying going... to write and, like, work through it while Ex- he's writing. It- Exactly, exactly. So, in, so yeah. Just keep he's it a diary, it. basically. Right, right. It's like, um, you know, it's like you're, you're writing a diary, but you, you sort of, uh, based on what you know about your parents, you write exactly what they would have said, right. and you yeah. work through that, right? Yeah. So, if that's the case, if it's voluntary, then that means that he was writing about this guy who turned out to be dead. That means that he was sort of just fan. He, he saw a random on the street, and then he was writing, "Oh, I love you so much." Oh, basically, like if you saw a woman down the street and you wrote a fan right. fiction about right. some woman that you saw on the street, which is very creepy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if it's voluntary, that's creepy because then you wrote about a dead guy. This, this motherfucker was like, 
Did you did you notice he was dead, or were you too busy looking at the dead boyfriend uh, in the red dress? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So why didn't you go talk to him? It's like I was very lonely. Or maybe actually, you know what? Now that I'm working through it, maybe that is the ultimate sad bit. Is that he turned him down and he voluntarily had this imagined? But then why would he go down there to a random's apartment? Like, so it's just so, okay, wait. So, so after the whole, all right, yeah. How does he find him dead? Does he just decide to go say like, hey? And they're like, oh, by the way, yes. dead body mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah, so so they always went up to the main actor's the main character's room yeah. in the like the tenth floor, and then for the first time they go down. He goes down to his apartment on the sixth floor, and he walks into his apartment. But then I'm like, so why would he go in there if they weren't in? He should have, you know, you know what it is. Did you ever watch Joker, the movie Joker no, I didn't. with Joaquin Phoenix? No. Ah, damn. Okay, all right. Well, um, but never mind then. But and so if it's voluntary, that's fucked up. Writing like he's basically just this emotional relationship that we've been on the whole movie is fake because he's making it up in his head. Okay. If it's involuntary, where he doesn't know that his parents are doing this, it's just happening. He's, you know, it's just happening by chance, happen chance, right? Then this man is having a psychotic break, which makes the movie like a thousand times worse, right? (laughs) It's the fucking the end of Shutter Island, right? Like, it's like, we gotta get, yeah, okay, Nana, let's get you back to your bed, you know, like. (laughs) Anyway, I went on way longer. I went on for like 10 minutes on this movie that I'm probably never gonna watch again or think again. Can I ask one more question? Yeah, when yeah. he goes to the sixth floor to reconcile with his boyfriend, who he had an argument with, that is dead, but he doesn't know yet. You said the words you used were "he walks in," and so my question is: Does this man literally just like, oh, I'm welcome here, and just like opens the door to walk in? Yeah. So okay. So here's what like, happens. So like, maybe like, now, now that I'm thinking about it, it does make a little bit more sense, but it makes it infinitely sadder. And it makes it unnecessary. So what happens is, you know, he the guy kept going up to his room, right? And then one night Fake they went him. out together. Fake like, right? This guy hmm? never actually went up to his room. Other, no, uh, no. Other than right. the first time where he gets turned down. Yeah, the first time with the body. Okay. Yes. Every other time after that didn't really happen. Okay. Exactly. But there's, oh, there's one time dude, where he's like, you and I are going out. And they go out to a, a gay bar and they're dancing and clubbing and dancing. And they go into a bathroom and they do coke. And then now you now in retrospect you go damn he went in there and did coke by himself. <laughs> it's like the shittiest, saddest version of Fight Club. <laughs> Dude, that, that's what it is. It's fucking it's Fight, sad Club. Fight Club. Oh my Club. god, uh, it's, it's sad, sad game. Fight Club, but it doesn't actually Fight Club. Sense. I think it's kind of game. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so it's just sad now. Fight Club. Got it. <laughs> uh, this week I saw, you know, about a fake ghost man, and but, but enough about Fight Club. Um, he, the f- ghost man, has the coke. He goes, where did you get that? And he's like, oh, I had it in my wallet. So where did you get the coke? <laughs> it's ghost coke, ever. <laughs> it's actually just powdered bone meal, <laughs> like from his dead body. I would have loved to have seen, like, at least a couple of shots of this movie. You know how in, in Fight Club <laughs> yes, they have the shots where... It's actually, you just see him punching himself in the face. Exactly. Yeah. You see him him handing the bottle of beer and he drops it and he, the bottle just falls down and shatters, right? in the right? middle of the club by himself and just fucking... <laughs> you know, doing that thing? You ever, anybody ever do that thing where, like, they turn, they turn their back to you and they, like, hug their arms around themselves and it looks like they're making <laughs> out... <laughs> Oh my god! What the fuck is this movie? Oh. <laughs> okay, but so here's what happens. So 
this whole movie, you, you've been seeing it, right? And so then in the final scene, he goes down there and he like, I don't remember if the door is, it's unlocked or I don't remember if it's unlocked or if it's ajar, but he pushes it and the guy goes, oh, he does like, a, oh, it smells in here. And you instantly go, oh shit, something happened. He goes in, he goes into the bedroom and he finds him with the bottle from that night and like you don't see anything but you can tell he's dead because he's like the, the way his body's twisted and, and i think he, his hands are a little like uh bruising uh, br- uh like bruised or, or swollen or something and so the guy backs out of the room and then in the living room is the ghost version of the guy and he goes he goes am i in there and he goes yeah and he's like oh god i can't believe this happened what? or something like that i can't they have a conversation about it yeah. or something like it's okay but then, and then they go upstairs to the other guy's room, and then they Bro, lay in bed the, together like they spoon. Alright, so the after he ends. realizes he's dead, he still sees the fucking dead ghost boyfriend. But that's what I'm saying, is that, so... So it's gotta still, be ghosts. So, it's, it can't be a figment of his imagination, because he literally saw the guy dead. And like, unless, unless, unless in the, unless in that moment, he, unless it's, this whole time it's been voluntary writing, and then he goes, he goes to that guy's apartment, not to make up, but to just talk for the first time right and say hello because this whole time he hasn't been able to so he's been in love with a figment of his imagination so there isn't hope for this guy which makes the movie sad so that's what i'm saying it's like so maybe right now i did crack it so maybe there, it's not as confusing it's just extremely sad but it's sad and like a like but then why would the movie do that <laughs> right it's not why would it make us go through this thing where this guy healed and then tell us, actually, this character that you thought... Everything he, was fake. Every, he made up everything. So he's not... He's going to be eternally lonely. Why? I mean, I guess... I mean, okay, so maybe I'll... I was going to be down on the movie. Now that I'm working through it, I was going to be down on the movie. But now this makes more sense. Even if it is horrifically sadder. Like, like I guess I shouldn't be like, movie, you need to make me happy. But But it I don't, just seems nonsensical to me. <laughs> I don't, but it, yeah, exactly. Just because be the whole, sad the whole time. Like, like just if you're gonna exactly. be a sad movie, be a sad movie. Don't. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but yeah. Now that I've worked through it, it does make okay. So, so if I, if we go off of this isn't they aren't if they if they're ghosts, then this movie sucks. If they're not ghosts and he's been writing them, then this movie's actually not too bad. But it's very sad and kind of cruel. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. But it was funny. I imagine, yeah, imagining him out in the out in the wild, like out in people talking to himself. You know, tearing up little bits of toilet paper. Man, this coke is great. <laughs> just, I, I just can't get over the fake makeup. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> you know the hand yeah. didn't go rub around the back. Um, like your shoulders and like the back. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. So, all right, so last question: When it, when he finds the body at the bottom, mm-hmm. does it seem like it's only been a day? It's been at least like a week. All right, right so that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it still doesn't make sense to me. Like, I I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying that doesn't make sense. So you're telling me like this whole thing he manufactured. He did over the course of a whole week. And then also, this guy's dead body has been decomposing in an unlocked room for a week. And nobody said shit. And he just happened to come across it? 
Well, they they make it uh, they make it like I guess yeah I guess they make they, they do make an explicit point about how like there's nobody else in the complex like it's like they're like empty they're the only two people there because it's so new okay. so there's not even like cleaning people so I guess okay. yeah I guess if the movie the movie kept saying it's like it's so empty it's so empty okay I just sent you a, a text that I found of an old video of me that somebody took <laughs> bro is it gonna be from... is it that is it the <laughs> is it the main character in the club by himself. You should get it in a little bit. <laughs> I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I'll save Zyla for next week. But, um... Yeah. Okay, now... I Actually, you know what? I'm glad we went through it because... Now that I did that... With all that being said, it has a 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. Do you feel like that is warranted? That's a little too high. I'd probably say like 80. Okay. Probably say like 80. Now that if if they're ghosts, the movie sucks. Or not sucks, but the movie is just like, huh? But if they are real, oh no, sorry, if they're his his writing, which I think the movie makes it pretty clear, then you go, okay, that makes sense. But very, very sad. And for no reason. Because, because, dude, okay, so he, he, he had a character arc, and he grew, well, I guess it, I guess his parents also, they weren't real either. Okay. No, but he still, that was the whole thing, we should, we, it sounds like, I'm speaking as if I saw the movie, it sounds like you all, you had a whole character arc displayed to you in the movie, just to be like, JK, he was dead. Yeah, but like, it, it, maybe the movie's less J.K. He was dead, and le- and more like J.K. He was never real. Like we saw him at the beginning with the bottle, right? And then from then on, the interactions even, were in even his if mind. It, even if it's that J.K. He wasn't real. I, I, sorry. So the reason why it's J.K. He's dead is because if he wasn't real. The guy would go down to the door, he'd knock on the door, nobody would answer, there'd be nobody there, and he'd be like, huh. You know what I mean? And like, walk away, but like, it doesn't necessarily have to be sad at that point. You get what I'm saying? Like, he could be like, "Yeah, well, you know, maybe I still just take the things I've thought about and apply them somewhere else. But it's like, actually, this dude's dead. (laughs) What the fuck? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you could take the growth that you had through your cathartic writing and just be like, okay, well, I guess I just need to, like, apply that and move forward with that thing. But instead, he just gets yanked back down. <laughs> he gets yanked back down into a despair over a guy he never actually knew just because he thought, or because he typed up a whole fake life with him. <laughs> like, it just is outrageous to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so, all of us strangers... All right, so what is your final grade for this movie? I think a three and a half. But I, I think, okay. yeah, now that I sort of think about it, it's, it's... I feel like it makes more sense, but it's less... I feel like I can make less of a reason for why it is the way it is. Like, I just don't know what you're trying to achieve. What, like, yeah. Like, when you do the little fucking hero's arc, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck happened here? Like, right. The hero's okay, journey. well, now that it makes sense, yeah, now that it makes sense that, that, he, I guess, yeah, because he doesn't go, all right, gotta go talk to, what's his name? He go, he, you don't really go, I guess you could just make it that, oh, something similar happens in Joker. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know, if, it's, my other spoilers for, spoilers for Joker, but he meets Zazie Beats early on, like, he goes, hi, how's right. it going? Right. 
And then at the end, oh, but he he she doesn't actually know who he is because they right, never exactly. actually talked. I feel yeah, like exactly. I heard that. It's been in his head the whole time, right? right. Which I'm guessing it's like that, right? But and then, but like, <laughs> you know what's great is if Zazie Beats was actually dead. I feel like that makes more sense for the Joker than it makes for this guy. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, oh, he's he's a crazy villain guy. <laughs> like, well, the the, no, the not just some sad Joe Schmo. <laughs> the 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 the, the the, 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 the him being dead, I, I don't think is that bad. It's just kind of like, uh, damn, if I would have talked to him that first night, maybe he wouldn't have died. But then now I have to. But that's what I'm saying is that. Right, but that's more guilt. Now exactly. it's like, fuck, I'm the reason he died. <laughs> exactly, because I wasn't there for him. And then that comp, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, why would this man have these many tragedies? When you could have, like, that doesn't add anything because everything that, like, like I think it's much more powerful if he gets growth from himself, from his writing of his fake parents at his age, and from a real human who he then because the movie throughout the movie they're sort of it goes back and forth like he meets his parents then he has a night out with the guy he meets his parents and then he has a night with the guy he meets his parents and so I think it's in my mind I think stronger story if he meets with ghost parents and then he uses the lessons he learns there to talk to guy and then he uses the lessons that he talked to guy with his parents the next meeting right and ping pongs back and forth and he uses his own writing. And a real human to break through and have a normal life, but it seems right. like the movie just wants to go. Fake, 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 fake. Doesn't it suck? Fake, 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 fake. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm. yeah. The, the movie, it, to me, it sounds like the movie gives you a whole movie, and then it'll like, but what if it was sad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is not like what I feel like a sad movie should be. <laughs> I just. I feel like we should be working through shit that causes sadness, just like a. Oh, oh by the way. It's actually sad. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So two minutes turned into 20, yeah. but I'm glad I did. It was I, I, I am, Yeah, it was funny, and I am glad that we worked through it because all day I've been stuck on it. I'm like, what? It makes no sense. But now that we worked through it, it's just really, really sad. That's the whole point of it. Damn. Yeah, the point is to just be sad. Just be sad. And that's all of us strangers. I'm <laughs> theaters now. Um, but, but uh, yeah, what else you got? Uh, all just, right, so uh, the last thing very quickly... Uh, I've been playing Street Fighter 6. I finally made it to the top rank in that. Nice. There's nowhere else for me to go. Well, I mean, there is, but there's not. The top there is... floor, the view alone will make you breathless. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to catch it. <laughs> kind of hard. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah. So, I'm basically at the tippy top. Felt pretty good about that. Especially because I'm using a character that sucks. Um, I think he's cool, but he sucks. Um, but, yeah. So, that was, that was a, a, a moment for me. And then the other thing, uh, as I was going to say, is I did it just in time for Tekken 8, uh, which should be coming out. Uh, hold on. In two I days. It was, no, in two days. Okay. Yeah, I saw some reviews saying that it was like one of the best fighting games ever. Yeah. Um, and really, fighting games are in like a, a re. I want to say a golden era, but like a lot of people would consider like. The probably like Street Fighter Two to be like a I mean golden, I, like that time frame I, to be a golden era. Yeah, I mean I definitely can. I definitely think. I, I mean I don't really follow um, like the fighting games, but I do think just from being like around video games or like you know seeing tweets and stuff, it seems like between this Tekken and Street Fighter Six and um, Mortal Kombat, you know, people looking forward to all of the skins and stuff. It seems like they. All three of those te- uh, franchises have put a lot of effort into putting, like, the best product out, right? Like, it seems like 
if I were to want to get into the space, it seems like it's like the best possible time ever to want to get into. That's the thing too is that they've also all added. They've all added like more stuff to draw in new people, so you get like they more single player content if you're not the kind of person that wants to go online. So it's like the games are good; they're more complete and more fulfilling for someone that might just want to play it because it looks cool and less because they want to be good at fighting games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say is Mortal Kombat 1 is kind of taking a tumble because they've been doing some heinous shit with their uh, microtransactions. Mm. But, like, it's a $70 game. The season pass was 40 bucks, so there's a chance you paid 110 bucks for it. And they're dumb. like... They're releasing fatalities that aren't included in the game pass that are like Aww, ten, that are ten dollars a piece, bro. <laughs> dude, a ten dollar fatality. That's wild. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like they're they're kind of getting shit on a little bit. Um, I would never tell a human person that I spent ten dollars, ten ten legal ten dollars of legal tender on me US ripping currency. U.S. currency. Somebody ripping out somebody's spine from their ass, like. Here's the thing, that would be cooler because the ones that they've been releasing for $10 are, like, holiday-themed. Like, there was a Halloween one. There was a, like, uh, Christmas one. There was, like... Like, they're, they're like, here's a fucking pumpkin. Uh, like, <laughs> it's just exactly. so fucking stupid. Um, here's a fucking snowball. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that people have been shitting on that kind of aggressively. Um... But either way, on release, it seemed like it was going to be great and people felt pretty highly about it until they've done some stuff after the fact. Uh, but with that being said, Tekken 8 is is releasing in two days. Um, it's gotten great reviews. The, the, only thing, the only negative I have about it for a game that hasn't even come out yet is, you know, Tekken is... Like, I don't know if I've talked about this. Tekken's like a fucking joke of a game in that, like... The the guy who makes the game is just a child, and he's like, but what if this? He's what if like, a puma, but with uh, literal puma shoes, or, or like Jaguar or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, like what if the main head bad guy had two kids, and he didn't give a shit about either of them, but he had a pet bear, and he loved that thing to death. And it's like, and he taught the bear... Business, English, and martial arts. Like, because, you know, like, like, the bear is doing paperwork in, like, one of the endings. Like, he's, like, filling out for the giant tech conglomerate that they own. You know, like, it, it's just wild. Like, what if we gave a kangaroo boxing gloves? And you're like, yeah, bro, let's do it. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to show you a character that came out in Tekken 7. I'm sending it to you on Messenger. This guy's name is Leroy Smith. Oh, and Damn. So he's a Wing Chun master. He's an old black dude with white dreads, and he's got a little pit bull that he can send out and attack. The pit bull is wearing like a chain, like jewelry chain. Um, it, it's just like it, the guy was like, "Wouldn't that be cool?" And they were like, "Sure, fuck it, we'll do it." Right? Like it's just the design looks dope, wildly <laughs> nonsensical. Right? <laughs> like, like yeah. what is going on here? All right. So then Tekken Eight. This is a newcomer in Tekken Eight. This is. The Peruvian coffee queen. <laughs> she's, huh. Her whole thing is she's just like really into coffee. And she's Peruvian. <laughs> um, that's literally the whole thing. That like there's no other... Like I don't think she's involved in the story at all. She's really big into coffee. Like it, it's just... It, it's so outrageous. 
So the only thing that sucks is that this Ness character was in was in they were one of the last characters added in Tekken Seven, and the way she was designed, everybody thought she would be showing up in Tekken Eight because like her mechanics kind of seemed like they were in that style of the new game that's coming. And mm. when I played Tekken Seven, I wanted to play her because I think she looks dope. Um, it's like much more like standard standard martial artist. So when you look at this, but the, the thing I'm gonna tell you. Because you're going to see this picture, and you're going to be like, this just looks like a regular fighter in a fighting game, right? Right. Yeah. Cool, but, like, just fighter. All right, so the thing is, is the Tekken way that this gets crazy uh, is that her name is Lydia Sobieska, and mm-hmm. she is Polish, hmm. uh, and she is also, she's the Prime Minister of Poland. Huh. <laughs> okay. Taking votes and kicking ass. <laughs> right. Like, what are we doing? Or the fucking, what is it? Um, I'm here to canvas and kick ass, and I'm all out of canvassing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but she's the Prime Minister of Poland. But I thought she was coming, and she's not there. She did, She didn't make it, so I'm a little upset about that. Um, but, yeah, that, I just thought that was funny, that, like, it's like we have the coffee queen, we have we have a black wing chunk guy. Not for nothing, uh... King, who's been in like every Tekken game, yeah, mm-hmm. is a he was Mexican. Go-to. He's a Mexican orphan wrestler, huh. <laughs> and and I saw someone pointed this out, and it makes me laugh. Is that in Tekken they all speak their native languages, but they all understand each other, right? Mm. And that's like mm. whatever. It's a video game thing, you know what I mean? The Japanese people speak Japanese to the Polish person. The Polish person speaks Polish back, and they have a conversation. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they were like. But what the fuck is King doing? Because he's he's a Mexican wrestler. And when he talks to people and they talk back, he just makes ja- Jaguar sounds. He's like, rawr, rawr. And They're like, yes, <laughs> yes. You're like, but you're like a Mexican dude. But <laughs> he doesn't speak Spanish. He speaks fucking lion. Like, I just don't know, like, why? Why is that the thing? Um... But yeah, so anyways, Tekken's ridiculous, but this game is supposedly good. Um, I think I'll be getting it and definitely be checking it out. Nice. And I will let you know uh, next time we record what, what I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let, so, me know how King, let me know how King is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Oh man, did you... Uh, I, I don't remember if I told you this. In the last one, there was an outfit that you could equip, uh, like one of his alternate outfits. Uh, was the same outfit that there's like a Japanese wrestler that he that wears it, um, and he, I think his persona in Japanese wrestling is like he's got a ton of money and he's like a, you know what I mean? Like he's just that dude. Mm. He's like cool, ton of money, does whatever he wants. The Miz, uh, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, but like his his fucking his like finishing move is called the Rainmaker. Um, mm. which is actually kind of dope. But if you put that outfit on King when you do his ultimate move, it changes from what his actual move is, and he does the Rainmaker. And I was like, that's kind of tight, actually. That is pretty cool. <laughs> like, if you're into Japanese wrestling, and then you choose this character, and he does the Japanese move instead of his move, you're like, oh, that's dope. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I'll check out Tech, and I'll let you know. Nice, nice. Do you want to, do you want to touch on any of these other things real quick, or? Yeah, I'll just, um, I'll do, uh, the Oscar nominations super, yeah. super quick, just to wrap up. Um, I, so they came out a couple of days ago, um, and it, it was kind of just like the, uh, the ones we've been thinking about, you know, uh, Oppenheimer was the, had the most yep. nominations, 13. It, I honestly believe 
if it had made the shortlist for visual effects, it would have gotten 14 and tied the record. Um, but uh, yeah, nominated for, for 13. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a front runner for I think all the big ones like director, picture. Um, biggest surprise was I think Anatomy of a Fall. I I heard about this movie over the past few year or past few months. It's a French movie, but it it got all the big ones: screenplay, actress, movie, uh, director. The director she got nominated alongside like Martin Scorsese and and Yorgos Lanthimos. So it's uh, pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a couple of snubs uh, like Barbie. Um, didn't get actress and it didn't get director, um, but it did get picture and it got screenplay and it got uh, a bunch of other technical ones like uh, you know, best supporting actor or best supporting actor, best supporting actress, a bunch of like technical ones like production design and shit. So it, it's a big player in that. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, the it, Oscars are on March 10th, so we you know almost you know month and a half until the show actually happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think all the best pictures, there's ten of them. I've seen six. Let me get them real quick. And I think it's one of the strongest fields, just based off of the ones I've watched, that I probably have ever seen. Let me see. Oh, there they are. It's uh, American Fiction, which I talked about. Um, Anatomy of Fall. Barbie. The Holdovers, which I loved. Barbie, which I really liked. American Fiction, I actually really like, like I said before. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Maestro, which is a little bit of, feels like homework. Uh, Oppenheimer, that, which you and is I... Is that, uh, what's his name? Bradley, uh, Bradley Cooper? Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Oppenheimer, which you and I both loved. Um, Past Lives, which I've heard great things about. Uh, Poor Things, which I loved. And then The Zone of Interest, which I'm going to see next Tuesday, and I'll have on here um, a review for it next week. Or uh, next time. Um, but yeah, I've seen six of them. I've liked all of them a lot. Like, probably the one I like least is Barbie, and I thought that one was great. I gave that one a four out of five. So I'm excited to see the other four, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool to have ten movies and have them all. And, and based on what I've heard about from other people about the other four, it's, like, one of the strongest fields ever. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest and see how the show goes. Absolutely. We'll definitely uh, we'll talk about them as the, you know, whenever the Oh, yeah, yeah, when the show, show yeah, because I'm, I'm excited to see... I do think Oppenheimer is the frontrunner. I do. I think director is like as locked as it can be. I think director is like Nolan's to lose. I think that's like a lock, lock. I think uh, score, like the musical score, I think that's a lock. Um, but picture, I think that's one where I think it could be. I think it's the front runner right now, but like not by like a lot. I could see the holdovers or past lives or something sort of sneaking in you know mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah for right now oppenheimer you know as long as you know nobody says anything dumb i don't see why they people wouldn't vote for it like if nolan's like i don't give a shit about these trophies they can suck my dick then <laughs> um, like, as, well we're gonna take your trophies and leave exactly <laughs> right, right yeah but yeah. uh yeah those are the oscar nominations can't wait um yeah like i said march 10th is the show word all right, man. Well, that's the episode for this week. Uh, if yep. you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, DiffAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace.
Hold on.